Welcome to episode 60 of the Maybury Devotional entitled Humble Yourself. Today I'll be looking at season 2, episode 25 of the Andy Griffith Show, Andy and Barney in the Big City. I'll also be looking at scripture from Daniel chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. At the beginning of today's episode, we see Andy packed up with a suitcase getting ready to leave on a trip to the state capitol. As we see Barney enter the house with the suitcase in hand, we learn that he is heading to the capitol with Andy. A conversation with Opie ensues, along with a conversation about Andy bringing a bottle with him. And we learn that Aunt B has packed a bag full of sandwiches for the bus ride. The next scene has Andy and Barney at the Capitol waiting to get checked into their hotel room. While waiting, Barney notices a lady who has a nice set of jewelry as she's picking up from the hotel. When Barney notices that someone is paying real close attention to her and her jewels, and he notices that when she leaves, well, this stranger follows. When Barney signs into the room, the desk clerk recognizes Barney as a doctor, since he signed his name M.D., which we find out that he uses to stand for Mayberry Deputy. I think I'll start signing my name with M.D. also. Mayberry Devotional. Well, we'll see. While Andy and Barney are talking to the commissioner about the funds they need, he admits that it's a good possibility that they won't get anything, since the crime rate is so low in Mayberry. That evening, Barney and Andy, they eat at a fancy French restaurant. And while Andy plays it safe and asks for a steak, Barney wants to show off and points to things on the menu, not even knowing what he's ordering. When the waiter reads back their order, we find that Andy has ordered safely with his steak, and Barney, well, he's ordered snails and brains. Also at the restaurant, Barney sees the lady again with the fancy jewelry and the man that's following her. Barney is convinced that he's a jewel thief and that capturing him would give them the publicity that they need to help get more funding. Later on, our suspicious man leaves, and he follows the rich lady again. We see him stop to make a phone call, and, well, we find out that he's the house detective, and he's just keeping an eye on her for her safety. Barney sticks around the hotel lobby the next day, watching the mysterious man when Andy approaches him and tells him what he's going downtown to the police department. He tells him to keep a close eye on him. We then see Barney's mystery man as he approaches a man named CJ, who apparently really is a jewel thief. Later, we see CJ sit down, and he gets comfortable reading the paper, and Barney sits and starts talking to him and befriends him, explaining that Barney's watching a jewel thief. CJ hears Barney's story, and he identifies himself as CJ Hoffman, the owner of the local newspaper, and he wants to help Barney. After some small talk, Barney notices that the mystery man has disappeared, and they decided to give chase. Andy is then seen at the police headquarters, looking over some of their equipment, and this will become important later on. Back at the hotel, Barney and CJ notice that the mystery man, who's really the house detective, is trying the doors on different rooms, which makes Barney think he's trying to break in. We then see Andy back at the police department, looking through a book of mug shots, and one strikes him kind of in particular, that of CJ Hassler. We go back to the hotel to see that Barney and CJ are now suspecting their mystery man of breaking into the rich lady's room and stealing the jewels. Barney and CJ, they get into a room, and we find CJ finding the jewels, and, well, he ends up stealing them. Now we move back downstairs, where Andy's returned from his tour with a sergeant, to which Andy asks about the identity of this mystery man looming around, and Andy finds out that he's the house detective. Back upstairs, Barney comes into the room where CJ is, and he notices the jewelry box open and empty, and he immediately suspects their thief. As they're about to leave, they hear the door about to open, and the mystery man come in. Barney is able to surprise him and get the jump on him and lock him in the closet as they start to head out. CJ wants to go get a photographer so he can take a picture of Barney making the arrest. 
As they get to the lobby, Barney meets Andy and then explains to him how he's caught the jewel thief with the help of CJ. As Barney tries to explain, Andy recognizes CJ from his mugshot to headquarters and he does a quick search of CJ and finds the jewels and turns them over to the sergeant for arrest while Barney stands there just trying to figure out what happened. The epilogue shows Andy getting off a phone call with the commissioner and seeming to congratulate Barney on his capture. While they're packing to go home, the house detective, Mr. Bardoli, comes to talk to Barney. Thinking he's going to get yelled at, Barney hides at first, only to reemerge to take credit for the arrest. The title of my devotional is Humble Yourself. In this episode, we see a couple of times that Barney gets humbled a bit. When checking into the hotel room, he signs his name for MD for Mayberry Deputy. Barney is trying to make himself out to be something more important than what he is, and Andy calls him out on it. Barney gets humbled when he figures out that he's locked the house detective in the closet. And the big one here I want to talk about is when Barney orders dinner. Barney wants to try and fit into this fancy restaurant and doesn't want to be embarrassed that he doesn't know any French. Barney tells Andy that he'll look like a hick if he asks for help. Andy doesn't seem to mind looking like a hick as long as he's not a hungry hick. And what makes this scene so hilarious is that Barney, instead of asking for help, just points to food and it ends up being snails and brains. Had Barney taken some time to ask for help and humble himself like Andy did, I'm sure he would have enjoyed one of the best meals he ever had. In Daniel chapter 4, verses 31 and 32, we read, While the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you, and you shall be driven from among men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and you shall be made to eat grass like an ox, and seven periods of time shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men, and gives to whom he will. We've seen King Nebuchadnezzar in other stories from the book of Daniel. We read about his dreams that Daniel interpreted, the fiery furnace that he built, and another dream that he had. In the previous verse, Nebuchadnezzar had just spoken of how great his kingdom was and how it showed his majesty. And as we read, it says the words were still in his mouth, and that's when God punished him, just as Daniel had foretold a year before. The king had pride, and he ended up turning around to eating like animals in the field. Had the king remembered Daniel's words and humbled himself, he might have been able to forego his punishment. How many times have we been warned about something that we shouldn't be doing, and what do we do? Well, we do it anyway. What's our first instinct when we see a wet paint sign? We touch it to see whether it's wet. The sign is there to warn us, but we think we know better than the sign. As teenagers, maybe your parents told you the best, quickest, and easiest way of doing something, and you ignore it, and you do the worst, slowest, and hardest way of doing something, just because you don't want to do it your parents' way. Oh, come on now, don't act like I'm the only one that's ever done that. I had a police officer tell me one time that the easiest way to get out of a ticket is to admit that you've done what you've been pulled over for, and don't lie about it. Unfortunately, most people, they, it's our human nature is to try to lie and get out of things when we're caught saying something or doing something. We need help to humble ourselves in more occasions, I, I think, than what we normally do. Had Barney humbled himself, he might have had one of the best dinners he'd ever eat. Had King Nebuchadnezzar humbled himself, he would have not been humiliated and made to live like an animal. If we humble ourselves, we can save ourselves a lot of humiliation a lot of embarrassing situations, and, well, who knows? We might end up with the best meal that we've ever had because of it. But it needs to start by humbling ourselves. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mayberry Devotional. 
If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. Hope you join me next week as we'll be looking at episode 26, Wedding Bells for Aunt B. And until then, thanks for listening. This is Brian Rose, MD, signing off.